It's All Things MMA 2021 and the first podcast of the new year. No Miles Prize for you this week. So it's myself, Ken McGuire, as in me, Ken McGuire, and Shane O'Keefe as we go for All Things MMA and a walk through everything that is happening around UFC 257. Here's what happened when we sat down. And we are about to be joined by the Joe Rogan of KCLR himself, the gentleman from all things MMA, Ken McGuire. Ken, thank you very much for joining us. You're most welcome. How are things? Not too bad, not too bad. I say you're very, very excited. A big, big fighty boy match is happening soon between a Conal McGoldrick, is it? Is that his name? <laughs> yeah, that's it. Conal McGoldrick uh, from Tullerone is uh, fighting Dustin the I don't know <laughs> Dustin the Turkey Dustin the Turkey completely completely lost me no it is UFC 257 is this week uh, this weekend tonight in fact uh, in the very early hours of Sunday morning uh, for Conor McGregor v Dustin Poirier 2 or technically Dustin Poirier v Conor McGregor 2 um, as it would have been in, in 2014 uh, and it's the first uh, first UFC pay-per-view of 2021 Starting exactly the way that 2020 did as well with uh, McGregor and Donald Cerrone in the main event of the first pay-per-view for last year. Uh, and it took McGregor all of 40 seconds uh, to get through that round. He's predicting uh, he's predicting uh, to get through this round, uh, his first round. He'd like to see Dustin put away in like 60 seconds. I, I don't I don't buy it at all because you 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 see the or I watched the the press conference on Thursday and he's like okay you know I I'll, I'll get him out of there in sixty seconds that's no problem but at the same time I want rounds so you know let's well, let's go has, all the way he to hasn't fought since he fought uh, Cowboy and before Correct. that he hadn't fought since he fought Habib which is some time ago um, thinking yeah. about it now so he hasn't had that much experience in the past few years against uh, you know obviously he's sparring and he's True. doing different things but. Like from a competitive point of view, he hasn't really had those mileages or the those miles on the, 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 the rounds. Yeah, the, on the on the competitive side of things, and that's where that's where Dustin has stayed way more. Uh, that's where Dustin has stayed way more active. Like you need to go back to twenty sixteen. Was this five years ago? It'll be five years ago this August that McGregor took on uh, Nate Diaz in the second actually it'd be five years ago this March was was the first wow five years th- ago was the first was the first time um, that uh, he took on Nate Diaz that's that's like all of 2016 so it's also five years ago that was the same year uh, in November November that year that he beat Eddie Alvarez yeah. to take the lightweight gold then he takes the next year to go boxing and then he takes the next year, which is we're into twenty eighteen now at this stage, uh, to take on Habib, and we know how that went. Uh, certainly not in his favor. Uh, and then it's another twelve, fourteen months, uh, give or take, all the way to the Cerrone side of things. So he's kind of averaging maybe three fights, four fights in the UFC in the last five years, uh, and this one, Dustin, uh, Dustin Poirier, uh, as former interim. Uh, lightweight champion has been way more active. He's already fought this year. He had a pretty much a fight. Twenty twenty one. Sorry, we were doing that twenty twenty one twenty twenty thing. But in, in twenty twenty somewhere twenty twenty uh, in, in June, uh, possibly like would have been a fight of the year contender. 
uh, in my books against Dan Hooker. He's also fought Khabib uh, and lost. That was 2019. Same year he beat Max Holloway. Uh, he's also beaten Eddie Alvarez. He's also beaten Justin Gaethje. They followed quite similar paths. They've beaten similar opponents or lost to similar opponents. Uh, and then obviously you go back to 2014, in September 2014, when the pair first met um, and all of the hype, you know, we have... N- this this was the beginning of the McGregor hype train and the fight very much went Connor's way. In the six years in between, Dustin's focus has been on fighting. Connor's focus has been on fighting when it suits. The brand. And, yeah, it's the brand. It's the August McGregor. It's the proper 12. It's the internet stuff. It's the court cases. It's There's so much more that's going on. Uh, and I'm, I'm expecting to see a very, very, very different uh, main event when it happens on Saturday slash Sunday. It's interesting that you mention uh, the ascension of Conor McGregor back mm. in 2014 and he was very much in the ascendancy. But you talked about the hype. Yeah. This fight doesn't seem to have the hype of previous McGregor fights in the sense that it felt like a natural or a national cultural event almost any time that Conor McGregor fight. People staying up till six o'clock in the morning yeah. watching Nate Diaz, watching Habib. Ever since then, I don't know whether it's because maybe because of this whole Fight Island thing and the the lack of Irish friends being able to travel over to it, maybe there's a general apathy towards Conor McGregor, but there doesn't seem to be that same type of hype and anticipation that his previous fights had. And I noticed that during the Cerrone fight as well, when yeah. fans were in attendance, but it doesn't seem to be as big as an event as it used to be. No, it's, it's an interesting one. Uh, again, this came up at the press conference in Abu Dhabi on Thursday. I, I say that like I was there, but I did get, I did get, I did, I did watch it in, in fair while it was happening live uh, uh, Dana White was asked how the numbers are doing as as pay-per-view numbers because it is a pay-per-view event and it's a pay-per-view event uh, from an Irish point of view as well where previously you would have been able to watch it on, on BT Sport uh, it's now on BT's box office on the on the Sky service so people that are looking to watch it from the Irish side of things are going to have to shell out the 30 quid it's going to take uh, it's going to take to watch it I there's a couple of things that go against it. Um, there there hasn't been any there hasn't been any and, and there can't be any of the of the big press tours of the big press events. Even watching the press conference, it's so sparse and so spread out. It's so it's it, it but it seems like a very timid affair. It, McGregor almost seems to be humble in a way. Uh, and is, is does that go against him? You know, Muhammad no. Ali adopted a kind of pro wrestling approach. Gorgeous George, he's always. Uh, Credited as being someone who he kind of took the that bravado from, yeah. and people have been borrowing from that. Chael Sonnen borrowed it. Conor yeah, McGregor yeah, borrowed yeah. it from. This time, there's no brashness. No, there's not, and I I think there's there's the possibility that he has from from an image point of view has turned a corner or needs to turn a corner. And myself and Miles would have spoken about this. Um, on, on Ramblin' Rhinos and on, on all things MMA before where there's, there's a certain image uh, to what's going on and in the early years and you'll see, like you'll see new fighters coming in now and they're, they're kind of following that path where it's like if you want to get noticed if you want to get seen if you want to get picked for the main events and kind of move your way up the rankings very quickly uh, that you need to be good TV and you need to be good at at putting numbers on pages or numbers of viewers uh you need that brashness you need the cockiness you need everything that goes with it and that was that went like all the way up to up to 
like the Aldo fight it was there uh, the Floyd Mayweather thing was ridiculous that was almost like the apex well actually no the apex was Habib but Habib is completely different to that Habib's uh, Habib just there there is no buy into it there's no like it's it's very mellow uh, and let's just do the talking that's there. It's like say say what you want, be as brash and be as cocky as you want. It's not it's not going to work. It's scarier. <laughs> there is a there is a thing where there's there's a lot of nice guys that are in the UFC as well. Wonder Boy, Stephen Thompson, uh, super just a, just a super nice super nice guy. Paul Felder, guys that um, guys that I have never heard of. <laughs> no, but but when you see it, they just come across as being really nice guys. And Dustin Poirier is one of those guys as well. It's all about the graft. It's all about family. Uh, he's got his he's got his charity work, uh, and he's there's a bit of a deal going between himself and Connor. Connor's uh, McGregor Sports Entertainment, whatever, is making a big donation to uh, Dustin's charity. They're going to start doing a little bit of work together, and there's all of there's a lot of goodwill that's going on. And while previous press conferences would have been, you know, Showman McGregor, Showman McGregor is now Daddy McGregor, is now Businessman McGregor, is now a lot of other things. There's an interesting point. It's kind of a sidebar to it. But during the press conference, uh, one of the reporters in-house had said, hey, look, this is, um, we've got four of, we've got four of the, the best lightweight fighters in the UFC on stage at the moment. You guys are all fighting this weekend. Um, it's also the first time they think we've got four dads that are are fighting between Dan Hooker and Dustin and uh, Connor and uh, Michael Chandler as well, and it kind of it it took the it took the family route and it took the humble route and they start talking about their children and Blech. they start talking about things like that. No, I, I know that's no, but <laughs> but it, it does it does. Uh, I want Tito Ortiz and Ken Shamrock just hating on each yeah, other. I look, want that kind of stuff. But the, in there my are fight. there are guys that are going to hate each other and maybe. You know, when it comes to like, there isn't there isn't any apparent beef between Connor and Dustin, or between Dan Hooker and, and Michael Chandler. There's nothing like that to kind of get get one over. The spectacle is going to be seeing the two of them run it back as they did in 2014. So Will it be a different result? We're just going to watch a business exchange. Then that's all it is. Um, you know, I, I, it, I, it, it is. It is. It is, and it isn't. It is. Yeah, we'll we'll see something potentially along those lines. Um, but it's it's gonna it's it's a bit of a watershed moment as well, I think, for for the lightweight side of things, for the UFC side of things, and for Connor's side of things. If Connor Connor has probably gone beyond titles in that he doesn't he doesn't need to make money. He he He's has the, he is the draw. Yeah. Not the and, title. Yeah, and it's it's a non title fight. And if his next fight was a non-title fight. He's still the draw, and he's saying, you know, he'll he'll give Max Holloway a go next time. Justin Gaethje is he's there. Fought, he's he just he just him. wants to fight, and people will still pay their money, and the UFC will still promote it to no end just to see him fight. With the caveat that they will pay to see him fight as long as he stays winning, uh, and that's that's well, that's, you don't want a Chuck Liddell situation where no, he has it, no. his jaw becomes a big bit of glass, yeah. and they're kind of just looking at a legend go down. But he really needs. Does need to keep winning. He which, he does, which which makes this weekend a bit more. Um, may, there's probably a lot more riding on it. I, I think in in that case for this. Then weekend. the Cerrone fight though, because the Cerrone fight was him coming back. The Cerrone fight was a warm up fight. He yeah. was never going to lose that thing. If it went five rounds, if it went forty seconds, it What's didn't. What's the word tomato can they use? It was just crushed, kind of. Yeah. What's interesting is seeing this reserved McGregor. And it's interesting because Habib 
has been talking with Dana White and saying yeah. that he would like something. I don't. Is it spectacular? Is something, that the uh, something special, quote unquote, was to, to was make Dana, a comeback. Yeah, yeah. Now he doesn't like McGregor's antics, so no. could this be? A precursor to a McGregor that wants a, a Habib fight again, wants that second crack at the whip, and you're not going to be seeing the that brash McGregor with, if Habib does make a comeback. No, I, I don't know to be honest with you. Um, the the story as we've been fed this week is that uh, Habib wants to see something special from the lightweights that are fighting this weekend. So we do have Conor and Dustin in the main event. He's beaten both of them. Um, and, and doesn't have anything to prove by trying that again. Uh, we have Dan Hooker, who's uh, maybe number six ranked lightweight. We've got Michael Chandler, who's just making his promotional debut for the UFC. He's a he's a three time Bellator champion. Um, this is his first crack at it. Justin Gaethje is standing there as well. Charles Oliveira is in the background. There's a lot of spectacular lightweights that are very capable of doing something. Special. It's a grand carrot to be able to to be able to dangle to say, okay, well, look, if you give me something good, we're gonna fight and blah blah blah. Uh, from listening to and going back to the to the the press brief on on Thursday, uh, Connor is very much determined to get that second fight and says, look, you, I fought the best of you, you fought the worst of me, and in the two years. It could be even three years. If it does happen, it could be probably three years since they would have, have met that he's changed. He's changed his training. He's changed his regime. He's just, you know. But you talk about everyone follows Connor as long as he stays winning. If he doesn't win that second fight as well, that is the... That, if he doesn't I wouldn't win say that, it's his legacy gone, but like no, that's it, a legacy fight. That's a chance to get your... It is. It's a little bit DC and John Jones. Um, where it's like there, there's just there's this guy who is he is the chip on your shoulder or the the monkey on your back or whatever you want to kind of dress it up, uh, and you've you've really got to beat this guy. Why at this stage I I don't know I I I don't know I don't even that's the mentality I, of a champion though. It, yeah, yeah, it is. Um. Yeah, he wants to. He wants to go out, and he wants to. He wants to do it. I don't know if he's going to achieve anything by doing it because they're not going to fight a third time. Well, no. Is him Diaz going to fight a third time? There's been talk about that. It's possible, but is Diaz bothered? Like, but really? I'm on. I, the, the the reason why I find this interesting is because you're someone that follows MMA. You love MMA. It's one of your top sports. Um, and so many people around the world are like that. But there's so many people like me that's almost like a casual fan. Yeah. That follows it along for the big fights. And when you see McGregor Diaz three up on the on the billboard or on the marquee yeah. or Habib and McGregor up on the marquee. That kind of, you know, that, that'll that get you wanting to buy a pay-per-view. Yeah. Whereas, um, I don't know, Poye doesn't, maybe maybe that's why there's not much fanfare about this one. You know, he doesn't really set the cockles going, does he, really? He's not He's not that kind of highlight real fighter, is he? Uh, well, he's, 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 certainly, he's certainly capable anyway. Um, and, I, and I'm not saying he's not. It's just because from a casual point of view, he's not that name. Yeah. To to me, so that's why well. That's that's the thing. There's my a few, uneducated opinion. There's a few like to to the casual viewer. You start rattling off. Uh, you start rattling off your your Paul Felders and your Dan Hookers and your other thing, and you see people's eyes glazing over and go, 
literally have no idea who you're talking about. If they're not, <laughs> if they're not the little Brazilian fella that was knocked out in 13 seconds, I don't know who it is that you're talking about. If it's not Conor McGregor, I don't know who it is that you're that you're talking about. Yeah, it's um, and tell me why Conor McGregor can't fight Brock Lesnar again? <laughs> oh, joking. Uh, no, I I I get where you're coming from. Um, Dustin is Dustin is the Dustin is the quiet man, and Connor is the Connor is the showman, and that's that's the way it's been, that's the way it's been built, and that's where his following has been built. They were looking at uh, this good beast that came out during the week, uh, comparing stats between the two in terms of you know money made over the six years and and things that have happened over the six years social media followers over the six years <laughs> he goes in with 75,000 people following him ahead of the last Dustin Poirier fight he's got like 46 million people that are watching him ahead of this Dustin Poirier fight whereas they've they've followed similar paths uh, to to uh, to an extent certainly not on the on the financial side of things um but but very different. Yeah, look, I I know I get I get where you're coming from. If you're if you're talking about kind of star power and and big name stuff uh, and household brands, uh, Dustin isn't it. And there's but there are very very few people that are that are at that level. UFC used to be litter with them though. It did. I, I like that's on that when I was on Bravo. Um, you know, Rampage, Wanderlei Silva. But they they also had a very small roster at that stage. There's maybe like six or seven hundred people that are fighters that are contracted under the yeah I suppose un, under the UFC and they've introduced more weight classes and there's now an event every week like fight nights well interestingly I reviews like, fight the fight island stuff we're talking about highlight reels and you're talking about introducing new fighters and I I was amazed that this is fights have been going on all week um yeah. Mac, Max Holloway talk about highlight reel yeah like Max it, Holloway was amazing. Now for for people for people again if you're talking about like names uh that that should well be household names Max Holloway to in MMA circles is absolutely there uh former featherweight champion um brought McGregor the distance in the early days of the McGregor uh kind of that ascendancy that you were talking about earlier uh has wins over Aldo has lost uh, has actually lost uh, the last two uh he faced uh, Alexander Volkanovsky for the title year before last. Lost it. Uh, faced him in the rematch. Lost it. Oh uh, no! Yeah, he's, uh, <laughs> he had a bit of a had a bit of a kind of a bum run. You can't they, lose a rematch. They they were his last two. You see, that's the kind of Conor Habib side of things. Is like you lose a title fight. Okay, I'm going to go out. I know how to beat him. That's I know the how intrigue, to do it. Though, Ken. And that's then the when intrigue. you go out to try and do it the second time round. Now, in fairness, the second time round was was probably much better than his first attempt. First attempt, he was absolutely outclassed. The second time was that little bit closer, and probably should have gone Holloway's way in in a couple of the rounds. Um, but uh, Max is looking to he just wants he just wants a fight he needs to get back in the featherweight picture but having lost two consecutive title fights it's kind of hard to justify putting him in in a third title fight without doing a couple of good things along the way so one of those good things along the way was uh against Calvin Cater um Boston's Calvin Cater like uh, Chelsea's Frank Lampard or Derby's Frank Lampard uh Boston's Calvin Cater uh who would be the number 6 ranked featherweight I think Max Holloway is hanging in there around number two um, and they went the five rounds but Holloway looked absolutely spectacular he could not 
put a foot wrong. His striking was so on point to do the point where um, he's, and it's probably one of the side, the, 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 the side effects of not having so many fans. There are some fans allowed in for the Abu Dhabi fights nowadays, uh, but having so many fans in that, you can hear the commentary team and you can hear the coaches team and we can hear it on TV when we're listening to the ring noise uh, and the fighters can obviously hear it as well. So, He's heading into the, the fourth or fifth round and Max is happily having a conversation with John Anik and DC and whoever is on the commentary side of things claiming he's he is the best striker. He is the best boxer but in the UFC while continuing to box and that, continuing to strike. But that's what kind of piqued my interest. That was the thing, that was the little excerpt that I came across on Twitter that yeah. I, I wanted to go, oh, yeah. oh and they, it, I, this is good. I want to see this fight. I want to see Max Holloway fight again. But it was wanna, legit because that's possibly the best that we have seen Max Holloway in forever, not just in not just in years. Like why why can't you bring that level of Max Holloway? This is a Max Holloway that seemingly avoided all heavy sparring or any kind of serious sparring before coming into this event. It was just like I'm going to lift some weights, I'm going to do some shadow boxing, do some do my usual stuff, but I don't want any heavy stuff. Comes in, puts on a performance where he winds up the better side of a couple of ten eight rounds. Never even mind ten nine rounds. Doesn't get the finish. But, my God, he put on an absolute masterclass. Yeah, but does he get talked about if he doesn't do that stuff with a commentator and has that showmanship? Uh, does it does it, does it? it go viral? I don't know. That's a good point. Do, do, you, do, you, do you get to that? Like, is that a tactical thing, though? Is, is that you going, okay, if I'm, if I'm, if I'm really good? It's like uh, Habib does it and has done it in every single fight. He gets somebody down to the ground and inevitably two three days later on when we get the audio that's released from cage side we hear Habib has somebody tied up and going you have to give up this is my title you it's like why are you even in the cage with me and he's just like roaring these things at people <laughs> and really kind of getting on like he won't say anything in the press conferences that's leading up to it but he's, he's a silent badass yeah but well, yeah that's it once the, it's like I'm going to hold you down going you really wish you weren't going to be here just give up now so I don't have to keep destroying you on the mat it's, it's heartbreaking but Max to his credit showed the the best possible version of Max Holloway uh, when he gets to the post fight interview and this was on Saturday just gone at the first of the fight Ireland fight, uh, events for this week when he gets to the post fight interview he's like hey do you know what uh, we've just gotten he looked a bit on the on the worst for wear side but he's just come through the five rounds there he's gotten the win he showed off his skills and he's like look if anything happens in the main event between Connor and Dustin I'm here I'm sticking around all week. I'm going to be in Abu Dhabi. I'm going to do a bit of skateboarding, but you got my number. Just give me a call. Making I'll, yourself available. I'll jump straight back in there. No problem at all. <laughs> uh, and he, and to be fair, uh, we, ha- we have seen uh, good fights. We got midweek fights as well this week. So we've, we've gone like Saturday, Wednesday, Saturday. And uh, Michael Chiesa, Neil Magny, uh, two welterweights with great wins. Under them, I think uh, Magny's last win was over Robbie Lawler, former welterweight champion. Uh, Chiesa's last win he's had a bit of a layoff maybe a year his last win was against um, Rafael Dos Anjos and uh, Carlos Condit in there before that and a few others uh, but they put on uh, again no finish and this is where the the, the, the kind of the casual fans are like oh somebody's going to get knocked out oh this is going to be amazing and I'm going to see you know this the the highlight real moments there weren't any highlight real moments, but you got to see two guys go at it that are absolutely top of their games on the welterweight side of things. Uh, Chiesa out grappling and effectively mauling Neil Magny for four, if not five, of the five rounds. Um, and then we and then we get into Saturday night. You're saying no, no knockouts and stuff, and yeah. 
Like I, I didn't hear of any. I didn't hear of any of those fights. No, you uh, need the spectacular. And as I said, I'm I'm just a casual fan. Yeah, and so these things do catch my periphery when they do happen. Sure, you know, and none of none of that did. None of that caught caught my periphery. Um, Bar Max Holloway. Yeah, and because of that showmanship and that spect that that he bedazzles me, Ken. Yeah, but the little little things like that for most people for for the casual for the casual fans, it's the um, it's the pay per view side of things that catches people's attention because that's where the money goes. That's where the big advertising goes. That's, that's where the big fights that's are. That's where the big fights are. It's like, I don't know anything that happens in the world of wrestling between the first of the month and the third week of the month. But when Royal Rumble is on, <laughs> I'll watch it. Yeah, yeah. Or when SummerSlam is on, I'll watch it. And I'll be the lad that's on the couch asking, so how did this lad get here? And how? And why are, why are they rowing? And what's the story with this? And what's the backstory to that? But I know SummerSlam is going to deliver. And I know Rumble WrestleMania, WrestleMania is going to deliver or Survivor Series to deliver or whatever whatever it's called these days. It's similar, similar kind of similar kind of vein, I think. You're, you're saving the best for... You're saving the best for your for your biggest events, for your marquee events. Hopefully, this weekend we're going to. I was see... just about to ask: is that is that what we can expect? Are we going to see the best between Poirier and McGregor? I think so. I think I think between Hooker and Chandler first in the co-main event uh, for the lightweight side of things. Um, Hooker and Paul Felder last year it was last year or the year before. Uh, uh, I probably have a note of when Dan Hooker fought the last time around. Dan Hooker was, and Paul Felder was. Oh, it was it was only last year? It was actually. February last year. I was year. just about to say it myself, yeah. Uh, I could say you were, yeah. <laughs> uh, but that was an amazing fight. And edged it. Paul Felder was there. He, he came in. Like, I, I really like Felder. I like him on the commentary side of things. I like him on his ability to just jump in at the last minute and go hell for leather for five rounds with lots. But Paul Felder last year with Dan Hooker, UFC on ESPN 26. Um, Hooker came away with this split decision win at that stage. So himself and Chandler are probably going to put on a cracking fight. Um, we don't... UFC fans who are only UFC fans, like M- or MMA fans who are only UFC fans, won't know Michael Chandler. MMA fans who will happily follow UFC and Bellator and Brave and KSW and other promotions will know a lot of the, the, the newcomers. Uh, Chandler is one of those... Uh, and he's intent on making a name for himself. He was the backup for Habib and, and Gaethje, uh, the, the last twist out to, to Fight Island in the autumn. And then when it comes to the main event, I think we are going to see the best possible version of Conor McGregor if all of the training camp stories and things that we've seen and unseen and rumblings and things like that uh, are to be believed. Uh, and I think we will see the best version of... Dustin Poirier. McGregor is a point to prove everything to himself to get out and get winning. Dustin just wants to fight and get gold. Uh, and he's had his taste of it and, and he wants it again, whether that comes through Habib, whether that comes through beating Connor and the next fight is for the title, whatever the case may be. But I think at the very least with those two fights for this weekend, and that's not that's not forgetting, like there is a packed card of prelim fights and uh, main card fights. We did lose some of them on Friday. Two of the fights have been scrapped because um, fighters just couldn't miss weight and I think somebody, uh, Atman, who had been fighting for Brave, didn't show. Uh, or was, <laughs> not sorry, didn't show. He was, excuse me, he was, he was pulled. <laughs> he was pulled without any reason. 
Um, but uh, I, I, I do think, I do think they are, are they're kicking off the year in the best possible fashion, uh, with no title on the line for the co-main event or the main event. People are still going to watch this. You said McGregor doesn't need a title. It just he do, he doesn't need that attached to the name. It's the brand McGregor. That it's the brand follow. McGregor. It's the it's the winning of it all. Uh, I do think twenty twenty one. If if McGregor loses this fight, I do think twenty twenty one will look very different on the fighting front for Conor McGregor. Technically, it rules him out of contention for the lightweight side of things. They're not going to just throw him in for the crack. It'll be three or four fights before we see him go for a title. And then after that, if if he uh, if he loses to Dustin Poirier, I think it'll be a case of the UFC going, okay, what can we do that's going to make a boatload of money? And then, like you're saying, you're going back to Conor and Nate Diaz 3, or maybe Conor and Max Holloway, or... Conor and CM Punk. Conor and CM Punk. Why not? <laughs> so, a quick rundown, uh, just for the listeners here on Scoreline... What time can we watch the fight? Where can we watch the fight? Okay, so for Irish viewers, fight, uh, which is UFC 257, uh, live from Yaz Island slash Fight Island in Abu Dhabi, is operating on Abu Dhabi time. So when Connor and Dustin fight in Abu Dhabi, it will be approximately nine or half past nine in the morning on Sunday. But the UFC operates on Vegas time because it's all about money and betting and US viewers and pay-per-view viewers. So, we're back to traditional Vegas pay-per-view times for Irish viewers, which means that the event is going to start on a BT box office through Sky at 30 quid ahead for a 1am start Sunday morning. The main card will start at 3am. McGregor and Poirier should be making their way to the cage for about 5 o'clock. One more question. Um, will you cover me on Sunday scoreline tomorrow <laughs> so I can watch the, stay up and watch the fight? That'd be much appreciated. Thanks. Yeah, well, sure, look, we might talk about it tomorrow and we'll, we'll recap and relive everything. That's all things MMA. You like what you hear? Subscribe today on Spotify, Google Podcasts, Apple Podcasts and check it out on the website. It's scoreline.ie slash MMA.